Welcome to the Hot Mama Movement, a podcast for you, the empowered woman who wants more with her life, wants to realize what is possible, wants to grow as a person, and truly start living. I'm your host, Tatiana Amico, mom of two, certified health coach, successful entrepreneur, and business mentor, and I love helping women bring out that badass, unstoppable woman inside them waiting to come out. I've worked with hundreds of women and helped them realize the importance of taking care of themselves, their worth, their desires, and create some incredible change. If you're ready to stop feeling stuck and instead want to start living a healthy, confident, fulfilling, abundant life, then this is for you. Let's do this. Welcome to episode number 37 of the Hot Mama Movement. And damn, I have a really great interview to share with you today. It is incredible. I'm pretty sure that Libby Bryant, who I interview, is my soul sister. So make sure to listen up. So many things that we say are very similar. And she's just an amazing human and you are going to connect with her so much. So she is a mom of two boys, a lifelong artist and designer and an entrepreneur who is super passionate about building a successful business while putting her family first. When she became a mother, her life shifted and she struggled to find her path. She knew she had big things inside of her, but was torn between motherhood and her personal desires. She knew there was a solution to be able to have it all, yes girl, but many days it felt impossible. After embarking on an oftentimes messy quest for the answer, she discovered path to a happy life was hiding inside her all along. In addition to building her design business, she loves to help women grow the business of their dreams as they navigate the unique challenges and circumstances that come up with being a goal-driven mom. She believes that everything happens for a reason, that every human has the answers inside of themselves, and that whatever you dream is possible. She lives in Denver, Colorado with her two young boys, architect husband, and old grumpy dog. You guys, do you feel me on the fact that her and I are very, very similar and how much fun we had in this podcast episode? It was really great. And I do want to share something that we were talking about. And it's a quote that I heard at the Tony Robbins event that I just attended. And it was from Keith Cunningham, I believe. And it was that the greatest pain on earth would be meeting the version of yourself you could have been. And we talk about this in here. So think about that as you listen to this interview with Libby. Hey, what's up? So I am on with Libby Bryant. And before I started recording this, we were having a really great chat. And I kind of wish that I had started recording, but I'm sure that you will bring it as we get going. (laughs) We were really talking about the struggle of transitioning into momhood right? And having a vision for your life and what it is that you really, really want and owning that shit. So with that, I introduce Libby to you and Libby, please let us know about you and what you do and your awesomeness and how you came to be and all of this great stuff. (laughs) Okay. So how I came to be is like a really long story. So I'll give you a little bit shorter version So I'm just going to give you kind of like a backstory of what's been going on with me lately. And you can tease out whatever. I'm not going to do like the, this is my formal, this is what I do, because 
nobody needs to hear that, right? That is totally, it's so funny <laughs> that you say that because I just got back from a Tony Robbins event. Libby saw him for like an hour and I'm telling her she needs to go for more. But while I was there, I was having a conversation with someone on the bus to the airport. He actually started coaching me. It was really cool. And he's like, what do you do? And I was like, health coach. And he's like, I don't see the confidence in that. I was like, yeah, because I hate friggin' giving myself a title. I like just saying what it is that I help people do. I love saying that I help women level up their lives and just feel friggin' badass. He's like, so say that. I was like, oh my God. It was like a breakthrough moment for me. All right. So I feel you on that. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So when people ask me, I'm like, oh, I guess I just say I'm a designer. Like that falls so flat. And I'm like so much more than that. So anyway, I am a designer. I'm an artist. I have been doing creative work for as long as I can remember. And that was really my identity all the way up until almost three years ago when I had my first son. And literally after my son came into my life, it took a few weeks, but my world broke open. I don't know if I had had a really closed heart or I just was like really focused on like kind of these superficial things I was going after my whole life. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, there's this thing in my life now that actually means something to me and is way bigger than me. And what happened as a result is I kind of went into this tailspin of like, what is my life going to look like now? You know, like pre those feelings coming out of me, I was like, I had all my shit together. This is my life plan. And this is how things are going to go. And now all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, the work that I'm doing doesn't feel like it matters anymore. And maybe it's not as fulfilling as it once was. And all of these things came up for me that I hadn't ever expected before. And I certainly actually didn't expect it in the form of becoming a mom. Like people say like, you know, it changes you, whatever. And like, I didn't realize they meant like that. (laughs) I thought they meant like, yeah, you got more stuff to do. You have a kid now, like you love them. Not like I'm turning into a whole new person because of this. And so that happened to me. And I started to really explore like what, Do I want my life to look like now that I feel like there's so much more for me to do here? And it was this feeling that kept coming back that like the work that I was doing, I don't like telling yourself stories of like not being good enough, but it kept feeling like I'm not being good enough for the role that I now play. And I had this kid in my life who meant the world to me and meant more than any design job that ever came into my life. And then I was also greeted with this like, well, my kid obviously means way more to me than my job. Do I become a stay at home mom now then? Or do I try to go part time? Like all of these questions started coming up. And it really was like a crisis of confidence. I had had all this confidence. And then all of a sudden, I didn't. And as a result of that, It was just sort of like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And I would like stall out in terms of like any progress, or I would go down these paths trying to be like, well, this is the answer. This is the answer. And in my brain, it felt very chaotic. I didn't have that clarity that you need to unfold the life that you want in a beautiful, magical way. I had this frantic, panicked energy of like, I need to get all my ducks in a row and I need to solve all the problems right now. 
So this is sort of a very long story. Actually, I didn't include this when we were chatting earlier. What happened is that I got to the point of him being like about a year old. And I actually had invested in working, I invested a lot of money in working with a coach. It was like a small mastermind. And it was very strategy driven because I was like, I kept trying to convince myself of what the issue was instead of like taking some space and like listening to my heart. And so I convinced myself like it's a money issue or it's just if my business is doing well enough, then all those problems will go away. But after working with a very, very, very expensive coach for a period of time who was all strategy, like no spiritual anything, I didn't need more strategy at that point. And I certainly didn't need more people telling me what I should do at that point. (laughs) I can say that in hindsight, I needed to like sort of sit with myself and feel it out. But anyway, so I recommitted to my business and I put my kid in daycare and I still had this feeling obviously didn't go away. And so now I've had my second son and it, surprise, surprise, not a surprise, came up all over again in a less intense way because I was experiencing it for the second time. But this time I was like, I had acquired enough new information and enough new intuitive skills that I was like, this is not going to go away. The universe is going to continue to send me these messages stronger and stronger and stronger until I deal with it. Oh, and God, I had just have to pause you really quick yeah, because yeah, I just me. got chills. And for everyone listening, that will happen. The universe, God, whatever it is that you feel will continue to show up, to put it right in your freaking face over and over and over again. You have to be open to it and you have to see it. Please trust us when we say this, because once you do, and I'm sure you're going to go there with it and you take the leap of faith or whatever it is that you need to do, your entire life will change. Okay, go. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so true. And I've had that conversation. Actually, I had that conversation with a friend of mine who's like getting in the place of like, think about starting to have a family. It would be her first kid. And she's like, yeah, my business just doesn't feel like it means to me what it used to. And I'm like, yeah, listen to that shit. You got to either address that or whatever you've got to do because it's going to come back and hit you and hit you and hit you until you do. So like this has turned into a very long story of me finally like getting the message of, okay, I'm not going to ignore this anymore. I have known for basically my whole life that like I was meant to do something really, really big. I mean, I'm not going to be Oprah. I don't want to be Oprah. But like, I've known that I was intended for something big. And that was why I also had so much frustration was because I knew I was nowhere close to that. Like when you feel like you really have things to contribute, and you're not contributing in that way, it is the worst feeling. And when you don't have a plan in place to get there, and you don't have the clarity of what that even looks like, if you're sitting there going, I know I'm meant to do big things, but I don't even know the first step. It's so paralyzing. So my second son, Teddy, I like saw all the signs and I was like, okay, this is it. I am going to commit. And actually, like we talked about action items, like I'm very much an action item person. And like, really, the first action item is like, commit to finding the clarity. Anyway, so I committed to finding the clarity. And I found exactly where I want to go. I don't have all of the answers. I don't have all of the steps, but I have a clear vision for where I'm headed. And I know how that's going to play out as 
being a mom and being a woman and being a role model and contributing to my community and all of these things on a much deeper level that I wasn't experiencing prior. And it's because of having my kids and also admitting what I wanted. I knew deep down what I wanted, but there's all the social pressures. There's the pressures of feeling like if you don't know what you want to do or think you don't know what you want to do, then there's like the fallback of like, I guess I'll be a stay-at-home mom. Maybe that's what I'm meant to do. And maybe you even have your husband or your mom or whatever being like, maybe you're just meant to be a stay-at-home mom. And then you're like, shit, maybe I am meant to be a stay-at-home mom. And then like you try that and you're like, well, that's not satisfying either. So I really have gotten to a place where I just, these conversations mean so much to me. And I have so many friends going through this, the ones that are candid and open enough to talk about it. And I want to have these conversations and start to help people. I love that. And we were also saying earlier that so many have these feelings, so many have these thoughts, but only a handful will actually admit it because it can be scary to admit. It can be scary to have your kids and decide to stay home with them and then say, I don't like this. Yeah. This isn't what I'm here for. And it's scary to say that. It's scary to think that, but there's nothing wrong with you for that. I had to tell myself that. And it was interesting that once I became open about it, all of a sudden, all these other women were like, I feel that way too. And this is the power of sharing your feelings, the power of sharing your feelings, because others are feeling the same way. I have 100% certainty that it does in anything that you're going through, you and anyone listening. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. And I think there's also this misconception that like, if your kids are the most important thing in your life, then you need to dedicate 100% of your time to them. That doesn't have to be that way. My kids are still the most important thing in my life, along with my husband. And that will be the way that it is forever. Totally. But that doesn't mean that I lock myself in my house with them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you stop taking care of yourself. It doesn't mean that you give them everything in the world and stop giving yourself anything. That is not what that means because remember that we need to put our oxygen mask on first in order to be the best possible mom, wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, whatever it is, we need to be taking care of ourselves first. And I, I'm so open about this, but I can't stand that old school way of thinking that has been thrown around and I'm stopping that cycle. I mean, my mom stopped it. She showed me what is possible. So thank you to my mom. But that we don't have to be everything to everyone. We don't have to like just completely adapt. So I'm listening to this one book right now. Let me pull it up. It is called Keys to the Kingdom by Alison Armstrong. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that. It's really, really good. The girl that told me about it said it's about femininity, which I guess it is. But what I'm getting from it is it's learning to understand men and kind of their cycles of being a man. So it's really going to help in my relationship with my husband. But I guess it's on, you know, how men think and all of that. And it was basically that when we become moms, we adapt and tend to forget who we are and our identity and what our passions are and what we love to do. And we just start doing for everyone else. And that is what the Hot Mama movement is all about, is to not forget who you are, to not forget your identity, to not put yourself last and continue to do what you are put on this freaking earth to do, just like you said. So, you know, you were getting these signs. Do you remember what some of those signs were? Yeah. So first of all, the work 
I felt like I didn't want to do it anymore. Like the work that I had been doing, the work that was fun and that had been like who I was to that point, it just wasn't as fulfilling anymore. And so I like to talk with my husband about like activities that fill our cup and activities that drain our cup. Mm -hmm. And that was not an activity, even though it was my job and I was getting paid for it, that was filling my cup anymore. And so I was like, yo, I'm not gonna do this activity that's draining my cup while I have my kid in daycare or with some toy next to me that I'm not engaging with. Like all of a sudden these equations weren't adding up to me and it just wasn't feeling right. So it was really like a gut feeling. And I've had times of like being really in tune with my intuition and other times not. And I think that there's something really magical about like the postpartum period. Sure, we have crazy emotions going, but I think we're also really in tune to what's in our heart. And we don't have like our ego telling us what's important or anything to like get our attention. It's like, we're kind of like busted open during that time period. And so that really was like, a gift to me. And I hadn't ever felt like that before. And so all of a sudden, it was like, I just had this strong gut feeling that something had to change. And I remember so clearly coming home to my husband one afternoon, and I just started bawling. And I was like, something has to change. And he's like, what's the problem? Like, he just could not understand. I was like, something just has to change. And, you know, being a male, he's like the problem solver. And he's like, well, do you want to be a stay at home mom? Well, do you want to like dishing out all these like three step strategies that I can do. Not really, but you know, and I was like, I just needed to listen to that gut feeling. And I needed to know that not everything was right, and then commit to fixing it. And that was really like, the first major signs. I wish I could say like, XYZ would happen. But really, it just was like something in my heart wasn't right. I love that, so, though. Sometimes that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Just knowing and I I love that you said that about postpartum and where it is just all you end up just your heart is literally speaking to you and you just have to listen to her and to your intuition. That was amazing. That was really powerful. I think too, like with now in hindsight, listen to it. I won't say with a grain of salt, but listen to it with open ears and an open heart and take it in. But it's also not a time in my mind. It's not a time to make huge drastic changes. Because at about a year for me, like my pendulum kind of started to move back to who I was. And I think like that happens for a reason and it opens up and it helps us expand and it helps us move to who we're meant to be. But then you're still who you used to be. It's not like you close the door completely. Maybe some people do. So it's kind of like use it and then like check back in. But that's just the process of everything, right? Yeah, <laughs> like totally. listen. Check back in. Listen, check back in. Yeah, for sure. Love it. And then, you know, maybe some tips on how you found that clarity. You kind of talked about that, but maybe some more legit tips. And what action you took. Because the action is important. And I say this all the time. Like, you can listen to all the podcasts. You can go to all the Tony Robbins events. You can do all of these things. But if you don't take action on that shit, if you don't sit down and do the work, like writing the things out, getting a plan in place, and then actually taking action on that plan, you're not going to go anywhere. Let's be real, right? It's just not going to happen. So if you, you know, whatever you'd like to add to that, that would be awesome. Yeah, totally. So this is like not 
a five set thing, but I'll just throw some things out there and like kind of the order in which I think they sort of need to happen. But for people, it's going to be different. And I also think that it's really important to say like, just start somewhere. It doesn't have to be that you start with my step one, but starting to explore and starting to be open to that. So that's step number one. (laughs) I mean, right there. Perfect. Exploring, being open, being open to it is where the magic begins to happen. It totally is. So like being open, the first kind of chunk of things I think is like being open admitting to yourself, it's like, if you have a drinking problem, admitting to yourself that things aren't right. And if you only have the courage to admit that to yourself, that's great. If you have the courage to say it to people that you're close with, do that too. Because there's something about saying it out loud that really is powerful. Because you can get lost in your head for way, 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 way too long. So that would be one thing. And then the other thing that I think is really important in that first phase And I also mentioned making a commitment to start to solve this problem. So I had found that I got in this really unfortunate trap of, and I guess I'll call it the I don't know trap. And I told myself all the time that I didn't know what I was going to do next. I didn't know what was going to make me happy. I didn't know if I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. As long as you're in that I don't know headspace, you're not moving forward. And it was like a total crutch for me because I was like, if I'm not succeeding, that's the reason. It's because I don't know. It's sort of basically a cop out. It's being like, I'm not going to commit and raise myself to the level of the person who knows what she wants. And the reality is that unless you put your feet in the shoes of the people that know what they want, you're never going to figure it out. Girl. If that makes any sense. Girl, you are just, (laughs) yes. Yes. Yeah. And so you have to kind of be like, yo, I know what I want deep down in me. I have the answer and I know it and I can't tell you what it is now, but I know it's there and I'm committed to finding it. And that in itself just stop saying, I don't know. And like take freaking ownership of your life is so big, right? It's so big because as long as you don't know, you're going to not know. You're going to be the person that never knows. Yeah. So those are all of my like kind of first steps. And then really for me, and I actually really strongly believe that like everyone knows what they want to do like at their core, but when they were born and as life happened, like all of these layers kind of piled up over that. So I like imagine like a ball at your core that's like it has the answer and you've been told stories by your family and you've like had bad experiences and you've had all of these things that kind of like cover up like the way that like petals flows over a flower or like a cabbage or whatever. And there's all these layers and it's your job. Once you take ownership, it's your job of removing all of those to get to the middle. And it's not always going to be pretty. And so for people that are perfectionists and who like want to put the best face forward, like I had always been, it was really uncomfortable. So I guess the next thing would be like, get ready for it being uncomfortable. (laughs) And that's okay. And that's actually good. You know, if you really are in a place where you're like, I don't know what's at the core, take your best guess and take a small, tiny bit of action towards it. So actually, I'll give a really good example. A mutual friend of ours who connected us is a stay at home mom. She's super passionate about that. And she had said to me one time that she always wanted to be a writer. 
So she reached out to me and a few other people about it. And she was like, maybe I just should explore like what it feels like to write on the side. And I was like, I think that's awesome. So it's taking that little, it doesn't have to be, you put your kids in daycare full time and you like jump full in on some sort of business or going to get another job. It can be like, I'm testing this out. And then like we were talking about before, then you check back in. Did that feel good? Did that feel bad? Was that down the right path? Do you need to explore something else? So I'm a super impatient person and I want everything and I want everything now. And it's not that process. (laughs) Sometimes you will get huge downloads and it'll be like, yes, this is so clear. And like for me, I have always, since I was like five years old, wanted to have a textile business and a home goods business. That's just been in me forever. And I covered that up with my cabbage leaves or whatever the hell you want to call it of convincing myself that why is that special? That's just selling stuff to people they don't need. That's not meaningful, blah, blah, blah. And I finally was like, look, if the universe or whoever planted this desire inside of me, it's for a reason. And maybe it's for a reason that's way freaking bigger than I can understand because I could have never like created the world and figured out molecules and figured out how flowers grow and all that stuff. Like this is in me for some reason bigger and I don't need to know right now. So I guess that's the other part is like owning your desires, not like rationalizing it and not getting in your head about it and just being like, this is what I want to do. And that's okay. That's enough. So anyway, that's my, Uh, (laughs) and then start taking small action. That's the thing. Like you were saying, like, then you have this realization and you're like, okay, this is what I want. You need to start taking the action. And you need to continually check in and you need to build small momentum. Like I like to talk about small momentum because it's not like you have to go and like change your whole life at once. You can take little baby steps. You just plant a seed here, plant a seed there. And maybe it comes back to you in a few months and it will grow quicker than you think. For sure. So So this textile thing, have you started Mm -hmm. something? So this is where I'm at currently. This is kind of a labor of love long-term project. So this is important to me. And it's something I wanted to do so for such a long time that I was like, you know, if I get to the end of my life or whatever, and I haven't done this, that is something I'll be disappointed with. So I guess that's another question. Like when you're looking back at your life, like what will you kind of be like, oh, I always wanted to X. And so for me, it's that. And so I know that it's going to happen. And I know that it's going to happen in a really meaningful way. And I have so much faith that it's going to unfold just right that I want to take the time to explore that I have the tendency because I said I'm like really impatient. So I have the tendency to be like, I want it and I want it now. And I'm trying to get over this perfectionism. So I'll like do something and throw it out there when it's not quite right. And a lot of people talk about take imperfect action. And I totally agree with that. This I know in my heart needs to be more thoughtful. I see this as like a longer runway in terms of developing it. So that's kind of like happening. And I can't say exactly when it's going to launch, but it's going to launch. And the other shift that I'm making is, so I've been doing branding and graphic design and website design for people. And that is rewarding in its own way, but I just know that I've wanted to do more. So I'm really moving towards having these types of conversations with you. And helping women who are moms and women who are, I know a lot about design and what that whole world is like and creative service like businesses because that has its kind of a unique positioning and like helping people 
walk through these steps that I've walked through is really what's feeding my heart right now. Like lighting you up? Yeah. So that is my shift. Like that is my big vision is I am going to be doing creative coaching for like moms and creatives. And I am also going to be developing this bigger brand that really has everything to do with creating safe, loving, like how that supports you and provides peace and nourishes your soul. So I see eventually kind of overlapping in areas and coming together. I just can't say exactly how at this point. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank and you. I'm excited for all the women that you will be helping by spreading the light that you feel inside of you because you're clearly very passionate about it and you've worked through all of this and this is something that is so needed. So I'm super excited. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I am too. It's awesome. So I give you huge props for all of this. And thank you so much for sharing everything. Is there anything else that you want to add? And then also where everyone can find you and get inspired AF from you? Yeah. So let's see. Anything I want to add would be actually two things. What you said, taking care of yourself is huge, especially for people that this with. And if you're going through these things, and if you are a new mom, or if you've kind of been in the trenches, and you're like, maybe wanting something different, take care of yourself, because your energy is everything. And if you're depleted, and if you don't have the energy, you're not even going to have the energy to like tap into that intuition, it's going to seem like too much work, it's going to seem too hard. And this needs to feel like a fun, easy process. So that's the first one. Yeah, I want to add, I did a video on this saying that is that if you are not feeling your very, very best physically, if you are not at your optimal health, or at least on the way to get there, if you don't have that energy, there is no way that you can do the mindset work that needs to be done. You can do it. It's you're not going to get as much out of it. So this is why I'm so big in taking care of your beautiful, amazing temple, your body, Because not only, I mean, you want to be here for a while, right? And you don't want to have any sort of diseases and stuff. But also, in order to have the energy, yeah, for your kids, for yourself, but also for you to be able to tackle these things and really work on this. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, I could not agree more. That's like a huge amen to that. And honestly, for me, on days when, so my second baby was really, how do I put it nicely? Challenging. (laughs) Challenging. And I honestly just started sleeping, like, you know, 10 months later, I just started sleeping. And so when we still have those unfortunate nights where I don't get a lot of sleep, because both the toddler's up and the baby's up, and I wake up in the morning at 4am and like, don't know if it's day or night. Those days, sometimes I just don't expect anything of myself. I close up shop. I don't try to figure anything out because it's not worth it. Like you're not going to get what you need to get. So I totally agree. Thank you for adding yeah. that. The other thing that I just want to say really quick, because I know we have to wrap up, is finding a support system that aligns with who you want to become. I mean, like energetically and spiritually and all of that. Like find your people that will rise you up, that won't tear you down, that will be an inspiration. Because it's so hard to do by yourself and not everyone has that support system in their partner or in their family. And I've heard this over and over and over from people, but you don't realize it until you experience it and you find those people. And then you feel like anything is freaking possible. Yes. You guys, if you saw the video, you saw me with my hands up in the air, like 
yes, yes, like hallelujah, because yes, and exactly what you said, when you fight these people, it's like, whoa, and you do, you feel like I can do anything, (laughs) (laughs) and then you have, and you will, yeah, you will, and you have these people saying, fuck yeah, you can, and we're here for you, and we are going to help you, and all of this, and yeah, you're right, the energy, I mean, yeah, working with me is the shit, but yes, like having the energy. And I do say that when you are looking for a coach, because I mean, I really do believe in having a coach. You need someone that's going to ask you these questions, like, like yeah. Libby was saying, but you need to find someone that is on that energetic level. And I didn't really understand what that meant, but you know, you know, when you connect with someone and you just know when you connect with someone, you know, when you feel their vibe and you want that vibe in your life, you want that energy in your life. I've literally paid people just because of their energy. And I I am literally paying someone right now for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in who that is. So we will stay on and talk about this, but I'm saying it. Like I tell people that all the time, like imagine being in my space, imagine being with my energy, even if it is just quote unquote, just in groups on Facebook. But when you have that, you could feel it, right? And that takes you to the next level. Yeah, and just super quick, I know I said that a second ago, but I mentioned how I like invested in a strategy-driven coach and it actually caused, I won't say more harm, but it didn't solve my problems. So actually now in alignment with when I like made this commitment, I put out into the world that I was like, I'm committing to fixing this. And a coach came into my world at exactly the right moment And of course, she is 100% energy. Like she is everything that that other program wasn't. And don't get me wrong, strategy is really important and it has its place. But strategy can do nothing for you if you don't have the energy at your core and you don't have that support system. And so that is another huge, huge, huge component. And I'm not going to tell everyone like go out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a coach if you're just starting to explore this. But if that's speaking to you, then do like do. I mean, for people that want to get where they want to go, it's like acceptable in every other realm of life to hire a coach to get you there. So how is this any different? 150 billion agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) So again, (laughs) thank you for saying, I feel like you're in my head or I don't know what's going on here. We connected Um, for a reason. Totally. You guys, oh, the universe. I just love it. I love it so freaking much. And you know what it is? Because I was putting out that vibes. I decided that I wanted women like Libby in my life and I wanted to interview them. And I put that out there in my mind, in my heart. But then I actually literally put that out there on social media and she came to me. So again, it's the energy and the action. So it totally is the energy and the action. Yeah. If I had been in a place of self doubt and not sure and still in that, I don't know place. Yeah, I wouldn't have ever reached out to you. Yeah, and oh, and I need to also give her props for this because this is her first podcast interview. Yeah, it is. Everyone do a clap for her while you're listening to this because we're all (laughs) about supporting and giving. And even though she doesn't see you doing it or hear you doing it, I guarantee she will feel it in another way. All right, you know it, right? You just do. The support and love from others is really powerful. All right, cool, girl. So are you good? Oh, where people can find me. So I'm still in transition. Obviously, I'm kind of an open book about this. My design website that I've been running for a while is libbyco.com. And my Instagram is libby underscore Bryant. And those are the best places to find me. Honestly, like if any of this resonated with you, and you just want to like reach out and say hi, I would love that. And you can email me It's libby at libbyco.com. 
Okay, cool. And of course, I will add all the links to the blog post and the show notes. And thank you so much. This was a really great convo. Yeah, thank you. So freaking cool. And again, I applaud you for everything that you have opened yourself up to, all that you have received, that you have invested in yourself, that you are doing this as a mom and showing other moms what is possible, right? Because that's huge. And that you can go after what it is that you truly, truly want in your heart and peel away those layers of all the crap that has just been thrown at us because that is what happens. And we lose ourselves and we put on all these masks and we don't even know who the hell we are. And then at the age of 36, you start really discovering it. This is my story, you guys. (laughs) Hey, I am 36. Oh, so we're the same age too. And I'm pretty sure you're wearing a necklace that I have as well. So (laughs) let's just, this is all very creepy. I feel like we might be the same person. I need to find out what your birthday is. (laughs) (laughs) So we need to chat after this. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, to everyone listening and have an amazing day.